Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to the Upstate Coffee Collective podcast. Happy Monday. Hope you all are doing great. Um, Hope you had a great weekend. Um, The conversation that you are about to listen to is a special one. This isn't just anybody. This is me one-on-one with my wife, Mackenzie Pfeiffer, the woman of my dreams, the, the person that, you know, is my rock, the person that keeps me sane. On today's episode, we sit down one-on-one and we talk about our relationship in a pretty open, pretty honest way. Um, and I think that, I think that number one, I did it for a selfish reason, which was to document a moment in time, if you will, uh, of my life with the woman that I love, knowing that the microphones create sort of this vulnerability in people, this uh, this ability to open up. Um, I don't really know exactly what it is about these microphones, but they do bring out some really insightful, really honest things from people. Um, and I, I noticed that the day-to-day conversations that we might have, um, they don't always go so deep, right? Because conversations between people, especially acquaintances aren't always super honest a lot of times we're not always being upfront or vulnerable about how we're feeling um, and that's okay but I think that we need to destigmatize not feeling okay not being okay and being able to be vulnerable and more heavily relying on human connection and community to enhance our mental health that's what we want to do with the Upstate Coffee Collective. That's what we aim to do in this podcast. And I thought that having a conversation with Kenzie would be a great um, starting point. It'd be a great example setter. Maybe it will inspire you to have a vulnerable conversation with the person that you love. Um, to take a moment and put the phones down and talk about each other, your story, um, if you have a loved one, it can also, it doesn't have to be a, a significant other. Uh, it could be a family member or a longtime friend. Um, so yeah, I hope you enjoy it. A uh, couple of notes here. Don't forget we have coffee available on the website if you are in need of some coffee. We always have our flagship blend called All Day ADK. Uh, that's A-D-K as in Adirondack. Um, that coffee is always available. It's phenomenal. We just got new winter labels for it. It's the same coffee, but with a nice holiday wintry vibe. Um, thanks to Eliza Charbonneau and, uh, the Twins Paint Live for pulling that together and making that come to life for us. That's actually Mackenzie's cousin. Um, we'd love to get them on the podcast at some point. Uh, we still have our highlight roast with iron coffee available on the website that is on its way out so if you want to grab a bag do it now Um, go to upstatecoffeecollective.com thanks for listening and i hope you have a fantastic week and enjoy the show
my content not worthy? Yeah, it's inadequate content. <laughs> and I just, some, you know, so I, I don't want to just, uh, I, I feel like if I say that we're not necessarily going to post this, that it will become more, um, it'll make us less uncomfortable. I just, yeah. I feel so like funny. You like, look so cozy. I am cozy. Because <laughs> this feels like an official sit down. Yeah, which like we don't do. Well, we, <laughs> we don't have official sit down. I'm meeting with my legal team right now. <laughs> we're <laughs> we're here to talk about the uh, the financial situation at the Pfeiffer House. It is. Uh, it's actually good right now. It's quite good. It's quite good. I only spent forty eight dollars this month on shopping online. Really? Am I plugged in? Oh, I'm just being mad quiet. That's yeah, I I thought about maybe upping your gain but i can always do it in post if you want to just reach back there you're you're um you're number one and you can just twist it i'm usually loud though i think it's fine yeah like you're gonna get excited and 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 peak clip yes Mackenzie. you never call me matt (laughs) i know and you never call me matt hey matt (laughs) cringe (laughs) welcome to the upstate coffee collective podcast thanks it's just you and me today. Uh, I've had this like and Penny and Penny. Yeah, Penny is Penny's desperately trying to like come up and basically sit on the table. I know she just with needs, us. right. Like there, there's no way that she cannot be the center of attention. She's really upset about this right now. So she'll be scurrying around. I'm sure that we'll yell at her a couple of times, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. I've had this like this deep desire to talk with like people in my life that I love one-on-one on this podcast not for content's sake but more because I feel like this setup creates a space for people to be more open mm-hmm. and uh and have like really genuine conversations so I don't know I thought that today we could just chat about you and me and where we where we met and our, our life together and Aww, our story. Yeah. <laughs> and and what it's and like what it's like to be married to a coffee geek, you know? Well it's nice on the weekend when I get spoiled, but during the work week I get um I get uh roasted haha <laughs> coffee pun Ba-dum-ts. for using my Keurig. <laughs> well it's convenient and uh I just like to roast you. It's not, uh, it, it's not in uh, bad faith. Penny, say hi. <laughs> <laughs> she, okay. She's made a few appearances on this podcast at this point. Well, now she's like really here. Yeah, now she's like on the mic. <laughs> that was great. Oh. We captured that. She's doing, doing her yawn thing. All right, so how we usually... Ooh, okay. Okay, my coffee's really good. I haven't had this yet, but we'll get to that. So what we usually do on this podcast to start when we have guests is we start with the questions, who are you, how are you, and what do you do? Okay, well. (laughs) You can bring the mic a little closer to your face if you want. I am Mackenzie Pfeiffer, Matt's wife. Still feels funny to say that, even though it's been like a year and a half. I know. Um. I'm pretty good, all things considering, the year of 2020. Um, it's Halloween, so we're trying to... We don't really like Halloween, but no. 
we are trying to be in the spirit a little bit. Um, yeah. Just because I feel like this year has sucked. So we're like, let's just like have fun on Halloween because Agreed. why not? Like, let's just be festive because like we all need it right now. Yeah, we all we- need something like just fun and cheesy to do. So I've been doing like evil laughs all day and stupid shit like that. Like really <laughs> extra. And I tried to wear cat ears, but I don't have a headband type head. So I had to take it off. But that's besides the point. So pretty good. It's a Saturday. I'm cuddling with my dog and hanging with my husband. So I can't complain. Um, and I am an elementary school teacher, so Ooh. yes, this year I'm teaching fifth grade, which has been new and exciting and challenging, but have an awesome class, so I'm really lucky. It's difficult being a teacher right now in this this climate, Yeah, <laughs> you know, in this world of COVID. It's definitely difficult being a teacher right now, so I'm feeling for any of you out there who are also teachers, um, but this too shall pass mm-hmm. and you know the day it's not even like the day-to-day stuff it's like the kids are great and you know i'm fortunate to have like a lucky uh i'm not a lucky an amazing class um well they're also lucky they are a lucky class because they have you oh thanks <laughs> i think it's just all the extra like stuff mm-hmm. it's honestly like decision fatigue i think because yeah. you're making so many minute by minute. I mean, teaching is that anyway, is like pre-pandemic. But now it's like if you want your kids to say like work with a partner, it's like, OK, we have to like go outside and, and find a spot or we have to like at the beginning of the year, we would learn as we go. So now we have um, tape, taped X's all around the room where they can stand with a partner. And they're called. Yeah. It's just hard. And now we're like finally, I think, like starting to acclimate to it. But definitely in the first few weeks, it was hard. There was no way to plan ahead. Um, and just schools had no way to plan ahead. We didn't know if we'd be in person or remote um, until basically the last minute when the state announced what we were allowed to do. So it's <laughs> yeah. been... Like, since March, I think every teacher has just been, like, waiting for, like, a moment of calm. But it hasn't happened, such as teaching, though. Like, it's never really calm, but, you know, it's worth it. The kids, um, they make it worth it. I know there's been a piece of you that's, you know, been very optimistic and very kind of trying to be flexible. But this has also been really hard on you, personally, because you you're a, you have a kind of a type A personality and um, I know you very well and I can tell when you're struggling and I think like the last couple of weeks have been extra hard mm-hmm. for for I think both of us but especially you. Um, do you think that it, do you think that it's burnout? Do you think that it's like the election? Do you think it's- I think it's like, yeah, I sorry to cut you no, off. No, no. I think it's a combination, like, of course, like, the looming election and just the political atmosphere right now, it's, like, always, like, even on my drive to work, like, I drive by beautiful houses, like, it's such a nice drive, but you're seeing, like, the sign wars everywhere, like, everything's so in your face all the time if you open your phone, and I'm, like, bad about social media, I use it a lot, and I know it's, like, definitely not great for your mental health, but it's, like, everyone has opinion, an opinion, and you can't, like, sometimes, like, I have never been one to engage, really, and, like, 
Facebook wars with people. But I feel like lately, like, I don't know. It's so hard to not engage with people and be like, how can you possibly think that this is okay? Yeah. Like the things that happen. So, I don't know. That's always looming. And I think this time of the year is just challenging for school. It's, you know, report card season, which is crazy. (laughs) But I'm like, I feel like we just started and, you know, I don't necessarily feel as like hunkered down in the air as I have in the past just because of the nature of this year. So I'm like, okay, now I have to write report cards. And well, you're usually ugh. you're usually many weeks ahead in your in your planning because you're usually planning all summer. One of the um, wh- one of the things a lot of people don't realize about teachers when you say you know like the teachers are off during the summer months, that doesn't mean that they're not preparing for the next year. Oh, yeah, you're preparing. And really, you're contracted, like, September to June. And then teachers, like, I tutored the summer. I've nannied the past couple summers. Like, pretty much every teacher I know does something in the summer. Yeah. To, well, keep busy for me. I just don't like being home by myself all the time. I love to be home. But I don't like just like spending days like Latina, like yeah. around the house. So yeah. you're a doer. I'm more of a doer. This was actually a great summer. I felt because the tutoring just a couple times. Oh my God. Penny's and he's loving this. So cute. She's getting like a head <laughs> Well, massage. yeah, you're like massaging her head and she's just yes, into I it. So much. <laughs> this is how we talk to our dog. Yes. You'll hear some Penny talk. Oh, the Penny. Yeah. It's just, Unless you're a teacher, it's really hard to, like, explain. Because mm-hmm. I love what I do. It's just such a weird time for, like, the nature of my job is so hands-on. Yeah. You are connected. like, And a lot of that we can't do or we have to rethink like our natural instincts right children are very tactile right they're mm-hmm. they're very touchy-feely when you were teaching kindergarten you would even say some kids would like need a hug and you would hug well, yeah because you know? if they fall and get hurt or they're crying or like you know whatever it's such an instinct and in fifth grade too like you know they're really social and you know you could tell they have been so great like kids are just so happy to be in school I think and to be able to be with their peers Mm -hmm. that's why you know I'm hoping that people continue to be responsible so that we can like stay in school because I do think it's what's best for them it's it's been harder in a lot of ways but it's also just easier to do my job in person um are there any boyfriends or girlfriends in your, no. in your fifth grade class? Because <laughs> no, so fifth, like that—that that was around the age where people started to like like each other. And I remember uh-huh. I, I was I was chasing after a girl in fifth grade, and I, I was I was neither neither tall nor good looking, so I didn't exactly <laughs> pick that one up. But uh, your interest in in whatever you are attracted to in other people um, sort starts to appear at the think of that age. Yeah, like 11 or 12, I think. I don't know. I'm tr- trying to think. The other day, for some reason, we brought up the year 2012. I think it was my co-teacher, 
co-teachers saying like her first year teaching and they were like I was two then like it's so weird to think I'm like what I was like a full-blown human yeah (laughs) right like I 2012 was like a tough year for me you know what I mean like I was like I was the first year in college yeah yeah I was in college right and and what's funny about that is like you guys were born I, I make those jokes to to older co-workers of mine right like I'll never forget Vinny Arbage. Uh, he he retired a year or two ago now, um, so he's in his mid sixties, and he was talking about uh, working on a, a project kind of similar to the project that I'm working on at work now. Like they were trying to make that happen back then in the nineties, and so he's like, I remember like in the nineties we were all working on this project, and I would like I would like I would put you know what's the word I would slide in the the comment that like I was learning how to pee standing up when he was doing oh that. yeah you know like you like <laughs> just want to like remind them how young you are like yeah I'm still cool well it's funny because when I taught kindergarten the age difference me and Shauna not you know Shauna my yeah co-teacher one of my really good friends uh <laughs> One day we realized the age difference of me and the kindergartners was essentially the same age gap between me and her. Like it was like, yeah, it was like 20 years ish in between both. And we were like dying laughing because I would never I, I don't feel that way at all. It's funny how when you become an adult, like. Your friends just become are like adults. Like it doesn't yeah. really matter what their age is. Well, that's the big difference, right? That's the thing to remember is that the first twenty years of your life, I, like when you from when you're born to when you're basically, you know, a voting age adult. Mm-hmm. That's such a small chunk of your life. Like, when but it we feels say, so long, right? Well, because it's all you know, right? Well, and when you think about it, when you're five, a year is one fifth your whole life. Yes. Then, like, now I'm 27, so one year is a much smaller fraction, like 127th right. of the whole. And that's why it flies by. Yeah. Like, crazy. Just like this year's flown by. And our whole, even our, I feel like our relationship, you know, has, I thought about this the other day. The five years or so that you and I have been together mm-hmm. have been the best years of my life, but also the fastest years of my life. Mm-hmm. And to think that, you know, five, what feels like just yesterday, but was really five years ago, like we met, um, is crazy because it happened so naturally, so quickly that like we fell in love and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't mm-hmm. a flat line. There were bumps in the road, but like we got engaged and got married and bought a house and got this dog. Like and- we did a lot in the last couple of years. Yeah. It's crazy. Like sometimes if I feel guilty for like, okay, like what are you doing to like move forward in life? I'm like, wait, we have done a lot in just the past like two years. And it's not a race, but like we're we're far ahead of a lot of our friends. Yeah, it's definitely not like everyone, I think, hits those traditional like check it off the life list at different times. But like, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Like, I don't know. It's just weird to me. Like, I, I, like in 2017, we were living in our apartment. Like, yeah. I had just finished grad school, not even started working. And 2017 feels like. And that was like three years ago. Yeah. And now we're married. We went from being engaged, buying a house, getting a dog. And like, it's just crazy to me that like all that stuff was jam packed. I've had now like multiple different teaching positions. Like, 
you're starting a company. Like, it's just so weird when you think about all the things that we have done. And we'll look back on, like, the reason I like to do, the, one of the many reasons I love this podcast is that this is a chance to kind of immortalize a conversation in, like, a like a, a moment in time. Mm-hmm. And we'll be able to look back on even this conversation three years from now and be like, isn't that so funny? Like, I was just starting this company. You were in fifth grade, and, you know, you were dealing with this and that, and now look how much happier you are. Look look what we fixed. Look what we resolved. Now we have kids. Yeah. Like, Well, if it's not 2020, we'll definitely be happier. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a question. My God, I know. All right, so. Um, we use Easter to poop. Oh, I did not mean to disturb, Penny. You go back to seeps. She's so funny. <laughs> um, there's a couple of different directions I want to take this. Um, first of all, I want to talk about what else you do because you you don't you're not just a teacher. You also have a really interesting hobby that involves mics very similar to these. You have a podcast. I do have a podcast. It's so weird, like how this started, like. Uh, I have. I don't even really know. I have how. A, well, I have a comment, and I've been saying this to a lot of people, and I'll tell you this, Kenzie, that like throughout 2020, right? I mean, if this blows my mind as well, but this podcast has only been live in 2020, and this has felt like the longest year of my life, and I feel like I've been doing this a lot longer. Um, but most of like the majority of the conversations I have with creative or or successful or accomplished people, hardworking people. Mm-hmm. Um, is that what happened here this year, as terrible as it has been and continues to be, has given people kind of a break in like the the routine, changed something in such a way, given people time in such a mm-hmm. way that that they um, tried new things that they otherwise wouldn't have tried if it wasn't for coronavirus. You yeah, know, like I definitely situation. wouldn't have done this. Right. I think. So me and my friend Hannah, we do um, a podcast called Married with Cocktails. And it's kind of a combination of like talking to newly engaged um, people about like the wedding experience and, you know, steps to take and helpful hints. Because, again, until you've planned a wedding, you don't really know like. You the think ins you know. and outs are, yeah, you, you know. think you know, but there's so much. And you hear it from us, like 20-something gals who are just kind of clueless about some things, but very passionate about other random things instead of like your mom or your aunt or your grandma, who again are really, you know, people that you trust and love, but also weddings now are much different than when um, our family members got married. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I don't know, I just think it's nice to hear it from people who are going through it right now. Um, yeah, so obviously you're married and Hannah and is married. married, right? So the, that's Hannah is one of your best friends. Her husband, Tyler, is one of my best friends. They live down the street from us. They're amazing people. We love them. I want to have Tyler on at some point. Yeah. Um, you guys, you mentioned you talk to newly engaged people. You talk to people who have also like like very recently been married, like Erica McBain, who's now, what's her last name now? Belkiewicz. Belkiewicz, that would be CJ's. Yeah, and we just also interviewed um, a hair and makeup artist, Gwen, from um, Blush 518. She did my um, wedding hair and makeup and all my girls. She did a great job. She did a great <laughs> job. You looked amazing. And uh, so we're, you know, we do talk weddings, but like keep it fun, keep it light, not like just like, these are the facts, Da, 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 da. We go on an awful lot of tangents, 
And but we also have episodes where we just like chit chat about other stuff. Like we did one about like how do you know when you're ready to move in together? And of course we went on like a side rant about The Sims. And then oh. uh, we've talked Kylie Jenner and her Greyhounds. Where are they now? <laughs> the whole last episode was just like girly chit chat because we really had no plan, but we wanted to do an episode, and we had so much fun. Like just you know hanging out. Again, I think we talked about sleep paralysis for like 20 minutes, but... But that's what people love. I think we have... Yeah, uh, it's like just sitting with your friends and like having a glass of wine. Like that's the vibe we're going for. You get to be like a fly on the wall. Especially now you might be missing those like outings where you're like, oh, like just girls night. Right. It's I haven't hung out with my like group of girlfriends, like Emily, Mia, Mary-Kate together. I think once we did a social distance outing in May... We like all were outside for Emily's birthday. I think I've seen them twice this year. Isn't that so sad? And like that is so sad to me. I love all your friends. You, you, I'm really lucky that you have really great friends and and family. I mean, I've, I've dated plenty of people with really toxic friends that I didn't like or family members that were, you know, erratic or toxic or or not. I mean, Mm -hmm. I got so lucky to find somebody who I not only connected with at such a deep like spiritual level, but that everybody around them that they surround themselves with mm-hmm. are just wonderful, Good amazing, people. beautiful well, people. Well, in my family, you know, we're like weirdly obsessed. Like we just at Jen's Bachelorette came to the realization that we always thought other families were weird. But like I think being close. we're the weird ones. Yes. Like we are. are the like not normal level. But I love it. I'm happy with it. But also, like, I feel lucky that you have an amazing family, too. And, you know, on both sides, we have supportive parents and welcoming, compassionate, empathetic aunts, uncles, grandparents. Like, you know, just strong bones. Like, I feel really lucky because that's always been important to me, too. So before we talk about how we met and kind of our like our story what's in your mug what are you drinking um your last highlight roast yeah current highlight roast current highlight roast excuse me from iron coffee yeah iron coffee i don't really know it's dark it's good i'm not a coffee connoisseur the way that my husband is so but he knows what i like i do like i'm more of a traditionalist i guess i like medium to dark i don't really like the like fruitiness that some of the more, um, like what's lighter the word? roasted coffees, yeah, yeah, lighter roasted coffees like or specialty coffees. coffees. Yeah. I don't like that vibe as much, um, but I will say, whenever Matt makes me like my vibe of coffee his way, it's much smoother. Ooh, thank you. Yeah, that's so. That's a that's a coffee from Tanzania. Um, it is a pea berry coffee. So what a pea berry is, is if you imagine, um, a coffee cherry, right? It's like a Mm -hmm. little, looks like a little cherry. And on the inside, there are two seeds that are kind of facing each other. Mm -hmm. And that's why if you look at a coffee bean, it's round on the outside and then it's got those folds on the other side. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? A pea berry is a genetic mutation of those coffees. Like it's just, you know, a, a different variety of coffee where those two, halves of the bean of the seed rather are actually fused into one so it's a round bean that's cool so it completely changes the way that that coffee bean roasts because the inside where those folds are don't get 
don't they don't directly you know experience heat whereas the outside oh. it's a really cool process so yeah like really interesting coffees come from pea berries that is cool i didn't even know pea berries were a thing till right I know. now that's that's kind of one of the newer things i've learned as well one one of the things that i keep trying to kind of hammer home is that i'm not a coffee expert uh i love it it's a hobby of mine it's now kind of a job of mine um but a you know a passion project of a job for now mm-hmm. um but i'm always learning and it's okay not to know and to ask questions mm-hmm. um whether you are uh whether you're somebody who drinks coffee to just drink coffee and you're not super into you know the science of extraction and roasting and the um the mylard effect and all this or mylard mylard oh god mylard reaction i believe mired you're looking at me like right the mired reaction i think it's the mired reaction that's that has something to do with um roasting like cooking and Mm -hmm. kind of like caramelization or something uh, I'm going to look it up because I brought up, I just dropped the name of something that I don't actually know a lot <laughs> about still, right? Because I'm learning and that's okay. Um, that's for future Matt. But anyways, so that's what you have in your mug. That's our highlight roast. That's still available on our website. Um, it's my favorite dog mug from my parents' house growing up that I have since obtained. Yeah, you scooped it. And stole it as my own because I love it so much. Even though I... I'm annoying and Matt comes, doesn't let me hoard mugs the way I want to. I don't like to hoard anything and so my rule is kind of like one in one out. Do you know today I looked for a festive mug and then I realized we don't have any festive fall mugs because somebody won't let me buy mugs it's not unless let. I toss you, them. Well, no, you you have every right to buy whatever you want because you work hard too, but like my my perspective on these types of things is, is why, unless it's like specific, you know, kind of like holiday decorations, I just don't want to have a basement full of shit that we use for like two weeks out of the year, including mugs. Why would you have a holiday mug that you're going to use for two to four weeks out of the because year? Because it makes everything more fun. I think you're probably right. And <laughs> I should probably just, I think I'm not going to die on this hill if you want to get a coffee mug that has some festive fun on it. Go ahead. Thanks, babe. You, know, you got it. Um, all right. So we're drinking coffee. We're sitting here on Saturday. It's a little chilly in the basement. We got to figure something out. It's so cold. I have a blanket around me like a cloak. But you look really comfy and cozy. I, I am comfy. Thank you. I kind of feel like a Jedi Knight. I feel like <laughs> Obi-Wan. I can see that. I can I can kind of see it. And Obi-Wan uh, had, at least in the, um, in the remake... Um, was it the same actors from the remake and the original trilogy for like Obi-Wan? Was that the same guy? Yes. You would know better than I because I didn't really grow up with Star Wars. Yeah, it was the same guy. He had long hair. And it wasn't as beautiful as It yours. was longer than in the original ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He had kind of like the man bun going on before it was cool. Before it was cool. So how did we... Let, let's go back to when we met. What was, where were we, um, and what was your first uh, impression of Matt Pfeiffer? Well, you came to visit Oswego. You came to visit my friend Katie. Hi, Mm -hmm. Kate. Hi, Kate. If you're listening, who we just saw last weekend. Um, That was a lot of fun. 
It was so fun. Um, you came to visit, and you were staying with us, so you literally just showed up at my apartment, and I actually thought you were very, like, put together. Like, you came, and you were wearing, like, some nice, like, button-up shirt, and I remember you brought these, like, shoes with you that you were, like, uh, really stoked about I wearing. I was stoked about those shoes. Yeah, and we were just going to, like, Old City or, like, something random. <laughs> And I was like, okay, like, I always admire, like, a well-dressed man, but I did have a boyfriend at the time. Yikes. But we, like, we're just friends, you and me. Like, we started a group chat after that weekend, you, me, and Katie. But Katie's a bad texter. Katie's a bad texter. And I honestly, you know, wasn't super, like, happy in my relationship. I just felt like... I don't know. I I was looking for something a little more mature and somebody who wanted to like do things together. You know, if you've had like a college relationship, how you like I don't know. You get like zoned into the typical like college stuff. Well, and you can also um, in like in my in my college relationship, we were too um, like too comfortable. Yeah, Is that the word you're like. We, like, wouldn't go on dates and, like, wouldn't, like, I don't know. Mine was the opposite where we spent too much time together and she didn't like my friends and didn't want me to hang out with my friends. Oh, we were in the same friend group, which was hard. That's hard hard when it when you broke up, but probably great when you were dating. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I feel like at the beginning of senior year, I wasn't totally happy, and but it was easy to stay together because we were in the same friend group. Oh my God, yeah. It was easier to stay together than to break up, right? Because yeah. he was there. Totally and, get that. you know, he was a really nice guy. Nothing against him. It's just like no, you realize. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm oh totally kidding. Oh my God. <laughs> you realize like when you meet the right person that, like, I don't know. I feel like I realized that. You shouldn't just stay in something because it's easy if you're really not happy and, you know, growing as a person. I don't know. So anyways, Matt and I, like, chat in the group chat, and you came back to visit again. And at this point, I kind of knew, like, I think I have a crush on him. Ooh. But... What was it about me that you were crushing on? Other than, like, you said put together, which makes me think, like, I don't wear a lot of button-up shirts anymore. I've kind of... I've kind of moved towards this like minimalism style. You were trying of to impress the college gals. Yeah, I was like, "Look, I have a job." Did I have a job at that point? No. Well, not a real job. You were waiting on your clearance, maybe. I was waiting on my clearance, and I had, uh, and I had actually just gotten that job, right? Because I came the first time in like the fall. No, it was like February. February. Yeah. Yeah. So I had gotten my job offer in like October, mm-hmm. and I was waiting on my clearance. And I was like, "Yeah, any day now." And it took two years, but anyways. But anyways, it's a whole <laughs> other story. So. Yeah, I think also just, like, the conversations we were having and, like, that was something I was craving. Like, someone who actually, like, wanted to spend time and, like, talk to me and, like, I don't know. It was, it just felt so good. It was right. Um, yeah. I know everybody's... And it was easy, you know? Like, it. I didn't feel, like, intimidated or, like, weird I just felt very comfortable with you right away, but in a good way. Everyone's love story is different and and not everybody, you know, people who end up living happily ever after together don't necessarily, you know, follow the same path that we would, right? Everyone's love story is different, but I just feel like 
you're right. Like it was so easy. Um, we had some bumps in the road, right? Like we, we've, we've of course fought and we've, you know, yelled and, and slammed doors and, and walked away. And, but I have never felt so, I've never felt that, that our relationship was challenging. That's not the right word. Like, it just was e- like it was so easy. Like, like you've never it was just had so to right. question, like, is this worth it? Yeah, it was so right. We we listen to each other. Mm-hmm. We pay attention and we are open and honest and truthful mm-hmm. and we're truly holy ourselves. And I think that um, that I yeah, I was immediately drawn to how how much we meshed and. I mean, of course, it. I mean, you were beautiful, and so that helped. But like, I, (laughs) I feel like when we, yeah. So I guess I'm yapping. So I guess I'll start talking about what you know I thought about you. (laughs) I walked in, I walked in your door, and your apartment on Bridge Street, and, um. My intention was not to hook up with Katie Carr's roommate, but and we didn't, of course, hook up either time that I visited you, right? No, you had a boyfriend, but my point is like to not fall in I love. Graduated and came home. Yeah, but like within twenty minutes of like actually meeting you and you know just existing in a room with you, I was super drawn to you. You. It's funny too because like since I had a boyfriend. I wasn't like trying to be cute. Like I remember, we, me and Katie came from like a college against cancer event. I was definitely wearing like yoga pants. Like I was just like comfy. Yeah. Like I wasn't like, oh, like guys are coming over. You know, like when you're like meeting someone for the first time, like a date or like right whatever. You like dress to impress, and yeah. I was not dressed to impress at all. Right, but I loved that you were just again, like unabashedly yourself and that's like singing parodies yeah and 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 that's not to say that you you don't you know try really hard to you know look nice and that you um don't try to impress people right because you do and you and you like to um, i like to get gussied up you do no shame in my game (laughs) but there's some there was something about it was just perfect like i walked in that door and you were exactly yourself with like no real barriers or anything. And yeah, you were singing parodies and you were making jokes with me mm-hmm. and I thought you were super cute. And it it's just, yeah, if I was uh, attracted to you, but I definitely had no, I never would have guessed that we'd get married. That or even to me date. is the weirdest thing. Like when you think back, Because I've known who you are since high school. Like, I didn't know you then. But, like, I've just known you existed. Same. So if, like, someone went back and told my, like, 14 or 15-year-old self, like, yeah, someday you're going to marry Matt Pfeiffer, I'd be like, what? Like, how does that happen? Like, especially because we went, yeah, we went to high school together. We weren't friends. We, like, didn't associate. Not, like, for any particular reason. Just, like, we were in different grades and, like, we went to a big school. Then we went to the same college together and same thing. But then when you came back to visit my senior year, like it's just such like a like happenstance situation that like easily like maybe Katie was like, 
I don't know, like, oh, you can't stay here. I don't know. Or like maybe she was away that weekend or. Any, right. There like could have been, so been so many reasons why you didn't come, but you did. And then it took a few months for us to end up like an item from then. Yeah. But, you know, we've been together since I mean, almost six years. Wow. Yeah. Like I still remember like. It would be May, right? Six yeah, years May. May. I remember like meeting your parents. Oops. And yeah, you didn't prepare me and I was hung over uh-huh. in like workout clothes, like sweating, no makeup. I guess every time I meet people in your family, I'm just my authentic self. That's right. But um, what was I going to say? I don't remember. The, the course that our relationship took was kind of fast, right? I think that you you and I moved fast. Once it felt like once we we were an item, we were serious very quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a couple of dates that were like kind of dates. You and I were flirting a lot via text um as you were finishing up school and you'd broken up with your boyfriend, you know, and I was like, "So, you're single now. We have to hang out." Oh, I was so like dead set on I was like I'm gonna take like a month or two and just like be single single. like not that I wanted to meet anyone else it was just that I felt like weird about like jumping into something but I'm pretty sure I waited like two days when I got home and then we hung out yeah because I was incessant I was like and I like obviously wanted to hang out with you right that's a moment where it's like you should just like do what you want to do like who cares like if that's and I'm glad I you know, found my gut because it would have been pointless to just like not hang out to prove something to myself or other people. Yeah. Do you think that you're my I think my friends from college were probably like WTF. Fuck them. Because I had broken up with my boyfriend and like a month later I was like dating you. You know what you like and you just go for it. But we're married now, so it's fine. Yeah, we're fucking (laughs) married so they can. Um, Do you think that your original intention to like wait a little bit was that more for you or do you think it was you you were you were hypersensitive about what other people thought i think it was honestly what other people thought i also was very like cognizant of the fact that i had just ended things with somebody and i like i don't know i felt like bad to like jump into something else and like have like word on the street be i mean I've been in that situation where somebody has broken up with me and then posted a picture on Facebook like within the next month of them and another girl and you're like, WTF, like how have you jumped from being single and like us ending to literally like being with someone else that fast where I'm still like so sad about it. It's difficult to listen to your heart and like do the right thing and not hurt other people's feelings and there is a balancing act you want to be respectful you want to be a good person but you also want to try and put yourself first if you think you found somebody you know sometimes you got to go for it it was definitely a risk and I feel like I didn't even realize it was like I was just straight up going for it you know what I mean like I left behind and like really like yeah like a lot of my I think it's just the nature of graduating college, but, like, I'm not close, really, with a lot of those um, friends from college anymore. Like, not... Like, of course, if we see each other out and about, we're excited, but I don't, like, actively, like, keep in touch with them. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
But like, it's hard when you date someone from within your friend group and then stop. Like it's, you know, you are risking burning bridges, but you have to also follow your heart and do what's right for you. That's right. Which is find a man who lets you get a pug on a limb. Oh, don't get on the, don't, don't get on the table. There we go. We're going to lay down. You're going to lay down on me? Penny just won't leave us alone. Do what you did with mom. Lay down. You're going to lay down? Can you sit? You're not as comfy as mama. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So we got, we got to, um, so I, I had, so you came home. I coaxed you into dating me immediately <laughs> because I was obsessed. You made me try guacamole for the first time, and I was very afraid, but now I'm obsessed with guacamole. Yeah, you're a little bit of a picky eater, right? Yes. And that was a big deal for you to this. That was essentially also, our first date. I like think like me and Katie would literally call every food creepy. We'd be like egg sandwiches. Those are so creepy. Like everything was creepy to us and we'd get made fun of. Now of course like I'm pretty sure both of us like love a lot of the foods that we thought were creepy at the time. Like Katie was like afraid of sandwiches. That's like just so... in general like cold sandwiches, like not like grilled cheese, like turkey sandwiches. She was okay. like, "Oh, I hate sandwiches." I'm like that's not normal. Like <laughs> All this talk of foods making me hungry. I know. I'm gonna make one of those sandwiches now. The front with the uh, the not the Brugger's bagel, the Uncommon Grounds bagels. Oh, fire! So fire! Yeah. So you you tried guacamole. Do you think um, was it me or was it our aggressive waiter that made you? Pull you the both trigger? were like, "You're weird." <laughs> I was like, "Um, thanks." So it was our first official date as an item, mm -hmm. and I got harassed. Aren't you glad? Yeah, because now guac is my bae. Guac is fire. I love it so much. So that was 2015, right? Summer yeah. of 2015 mm -hmm. where you'd graduated. Um, I was living in, I was living in a random townhouse in like Milton, mm -hmm. right? Boston Spy area. And you'd come and hang out. I'd cook you dinner because you were in grad Chris school. Chris and Noah, you lived with them. Yeah, you'd make me dinner because I'd have to be in class till like 8 o'clock in Albany. Or no, it was like 7. So by the time I'd get home, it'd be like 8 o'clock. And I'd be hangry most of the time. Mm -hmm. So I'd you'd make me food. You. What did I cook for you a lot? What was your? What was my like my thing? You would make me like non-creations. <sighs> I used to do these like With like chicken like, and like. Yeah, these like gyros. Yeah, they were so Chicken good. Chicken and peppers and stuff, right? Peppers and onions or whatever. Yeah, you'd make that a lot. And she was fire. You made me a really good mac and cheese once for my birthday. Oh, yeah. I made it all from scratch, right? Yeah. And I baked it at the end. It was so good. That was the one I did it two ways. I did like a veggie one and mm -hmm. a regular one, I think. Yeah. And then we ate it together. I and had belly aches. I had a bad belly ache. I remember. I was like, "I'm sorry, it's your birthday, but I have to lay down because I think I'm going to throw up." <laughs> <laughs> Young love. Young love, baby. Um, and then the next big step was we moved in together. So I, I finally get my job. Right. So like you know, a year and a half mm -hmm. goes by, and I had, I was still in grad school when you started looking at apartments. Right. How long were you in grad school? Was it two years? It was a year and a half, straight oh. through. 
Yep. So I'm looking at apartments. I get the I find the apartment. Remember, I remember specifically that I called you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd been <laughs> okay. My original plan was to finally start working this job mm-hmm. and live with my parents. As I had, so I moved out of that townhouse in Milton and actually moved back in with my parents because um, working as a server and or a tea barista of sorts uh, was not paying the bills. I was getting mm-hmm. behind and it was, it just made sense for me to come back home for a little while. But also you were still really young. like Yeah, I was like 22. Yeah. No, 23. like 23 probably or 24. Yeah. So I... 23. 23. So I... Move back home, and when I get this job, I was like, I'm gonna stay at home for another year and save like a thousand dollars a month because I, I I got a good salary and my parents weren't really charging me rent, so I was gonna yeah. like mega bank money, and I lasted one month. Yeah, <laughs> I lasted a single month, and then I moved out because there was just drama, a lot of stuff going on with my family, my dad getting a new job and, and traveling a lot. And my mom was stressed out. My brother was going to college. Well, there was a I lot of stuff. Like for you, because you had already moved out once, you probably felt like you took a step back. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was Even definitely... though it's so normal to live with your parents at that age. Like, but I can see how if you have moved out, then you have to move back in. It like feels like a step back. Yeah. But it was smart and... I don't regret anything, but I definitely feel like, man, it would have been nice to have a little extra money saved and not immediately oh, move. Oh, yeah. But. That's like, like what I did because I lived home for like seven months because I moved in in August. Yeah, you had. So a- I worked. I started working in January. Then I waited till I graduated grad school and the school year ended. And then I moved in with you. Finally, after me begging you for like eight to ten months or more. Like from the second you got the apartment. Yeah, I was like, so. So when are you coming? Yeah. Penny stop. And I'd also like you'd come over and we'd like watch movies later and late at night and I'd be like, It's so late, just stay. You know, like when you're when you're like that age and you wanna I just want you to sleep over and I don't it's late, I don't wanna have to drive you home back to your parents and you're like my mom will, you're like my, my parents won't let me. Your parents were very um traditional about you staying at your boyfriend's house, which I totally understand. Yeah, and like firstborn daughter problems. Oh yeah, that too. I think when it was time for me to move out, I just had to say like, this is what I'm choosing to do. Right. Which, of course, also my cousin was also going through the same thing. So we both broke the news in like the family group chat. I was like, I'm going to be moving downtown with Matt. And she was like, that is so funny. I'm also moving downtown with my boyfriend, Brendan. <laughs> we were like, if we both say it, it won't be as like bad. Right. So that was just a funny sidebar. Um, but, but it's fine because you and I married. You and I got married, and I'm Brendan and Jen are getting married in like uh, a month. They're getting married two months. like in a month and like a week. Crazy. Or a month and like two weeks. Um, so excited for that. But um. Yeah, so then we lived in that apartment for a year and a half-ish. Yes. And Actually, we closed on this house that we live in now two years ago today. Oh, my God. Because it was on Halloween. Right, we came over. So we came here two years ago on Halloween. The house was empty because we, you know, we had literally just closed on so the house. Yeah, to pass out candy and like Swiffer. <laughs> you, yeah, you and I did like a deep clean of the upstairs. <clears throat> we did a deep clean of the upstairs. We... um like wiped down like the windows and we swiffered and then i remember we you and i got romas 
Yep, and, and we, we ate it on the floor. Yeah. It was so fun. And I remember the kids came to like get candy, and they were not at all baffled by the fact that there was legitimately no furniture in this house, like an <laughs> empty house. And the parents would be like at the bottom of the drive, like curious, because there was still, like the sign in the yard that yeah. like, so, and like, we're not the people that used to live there. Right, so right. they're like checking it out. But yeah, that was two years ago. And I remember because I was teaching kindergarten at the time and I was not sad to leave halfway through the day on Halloween at school to go do our closing. I was yeah. like, all right, see you later, kids. Like, <laughs> enjoy the rest of your day. Because teachers know that is a traditionally high energy day at school because, of course, kids love Halloween. Right. So I mean, they're hype about candy. it. Oh, yeah. You get to dress up, something to do. It's all fun. It's, Yeah. The the process, though, of getting a house was, I mean, probably one of the more complicated things I've ever done. It was, but also we were lucky because we didn't have a lot of back and forth. Like, uh, Yeah, once we like put an offer down, that was it. Yeah, and like the inspection, like everything went well. Yeah. There was not like bad blood at all. It was a quick, and they wanted to move into their house, so it was really quick. Yes. The whole process. It was just like we didn't know what we were doing at all. No, but I mean, that's what the internet's for, thank God. And David Town. And David Town, <laughs> our realtor. My best friend's dad. And the father, I was going to say the father of your lawyer, yeah. <laughs> Carly Town. Carly Town. Dr. Carly Town. Is she a doctor? Oh, yeah, I, I guess. Uh, I don't think you get a doctorate in law. I think you get. She has some weird title. We're gonna have to find out. Is it? Uh, oh, aunt, not no, no, Esquire. Not. Esquire. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say honorable. She's not a judge. <laughs> Her Actually, dad David is. Town is yeah. <laughs> That's uh, funny. How's he doing? Good. I think I haven't seen any of them in a long time too. It's just sad. I know. Miss those peeps. Let me let me ask you this. So. You move in with this eclectic boy named Matt Pfeiffer. Finally, after dating me for how long? 2015 to like 20... It was like two and a half years. We've been dating for a while. Yeah. The longest that you'd ever been in a relationship, right? Yeah. And just about as long as I had ever been. Mm -hmm. You move in with me. What's the first thing that you notice about how I live that bugged you? I just felt like it wasn't like cozy enough oh my but God. you tried like you did try i tried but i failed <laughs> my my apartment was weird it was like random things all over the place yeah it wasn't cozy enough i think that when i moved in it became a little cozier but we just had too much stuff for the size yeah and i think it goes in any relationship if you move into the place where your partner is living you feel like you just took over their space. Like, I think I was much happier when we found a space that was equally ours. Like, we both chose it together. Even though you, like, brought me to look at the apartment, it was like you had been living there by yourself for a while. Yeah, and so you so were... so I felt like I was just, like, zoning in on your... You were living in my apartment. It was. It didn't yeah. feel like our apartment. I remember you saying that a few times. Yeah. So when we bought this house, it felt more like ours. Well, and we and weren't, it does. And we weren't married when we bought this house together. No, we were engaged though. Because mm -hmm. we got engaged in the apartment mm. where my brother lives now. Fun such, facts. A, such a funny, funny proposal. And I, I wish I could have done something more like, you know, theatrical or No, you it was know. perfect for us. 
Also, I really like, think if I, it had been in front of a lot of people, I would have been like awkward because I was awkward. Like you just don't know how you're going to react. I, what did I say? I'm so rattled because I was very surprised. You didn't say yes. Like I got down, <laughs> I got down on my knee and proposed to you. But you knew I you. would. I was just kind of, I was like shell shocked. Oh, I was yeah. like, what? You're the because kind of- I was in like jammies and like not at all expecting it. Like at all. My original, so my original idea for proposing to you was we were throwing a party, right? We were having a New Year's Eve party. This is New Year's Eve 2000 and it was going into 2016, right? No. 17? Going into 2018. We got married. Oh, we got married in 2019. I'm dumb. Yeah. Okay. So it was 2017, December 31st, 2017. Uh, it's New Year's Eve. We're going to throw a New Year's Eve party. And so my idea, and I'd already planned this ahead of time, I got the ring and everything, um, was that I was going to propose to you during the party. I was going to like, I was going to like shut the music off, like, you know, bang on my glass and say, I have a, you know, I I have a little speech to give or whatever. Like, I just want to say thank you for everybody, you know, everybody coming and blah, blah, blah. And I was going to say something really sweet to you and, and propose to you in front of all of our friends and family. What ended up happening was I was so nervous and I and I was like unsure of the, if I was unsure of whether you wanted something like that or if you were more of a you know one if you wanted more of a one on one proposal more a more intimate thing and I made the decision last minute that I think more intimate would have been more your style yeah so I was like okay I'm gonna propose to her um, before people get here so I'll wait until we're all dressed up. And we're just waiting to like for people to show up and I'll do it. Uh, and instead, I was so nervous <laughs> that I literally like you remember I was like ironing my shirt at like 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, you were being really weird. Because I was just like a goofy, nervous mess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ended up. Yeah. So I left to go pick up champagne. But like told you, like, you know, it's New Year's Eve. I'm going to go get champagne. But I got a really fancy bottle of champagne for and us. And you saw my cousin at the liquor store. Oh, uh, I saw Jen. Her. Jen and, Jen and Jen, Brendan. Who we were just talking about. <laughs> you, you told her. I know. Because I could not. She you was like, what's up? So and I was many like, people. Well, but yeah, she was like, what's up? How are you? Like, you ready? And I was like, uh, nah, I'm fine. She's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm proposing to your cousin. Like, it was one of those, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then I prepa- I came home like in you know full attire, and you're on the couch taking like you know unshowered selfies I, in your like, pajamas. No Snapchats, ugly on purpose to my cousin Eliza. Yeah, and then I proposed to you in the middle of our living room, and you go, "Uh, I'm so rattled right now," <laughs> and I'm like, "Is that a yes?" And you're like, "I, I, I mean, yeah, of course, yes." I yeah you. <laughs> You said a lot of really nice things, and I kind of blacked out. I also blacked out. I don't remember what I said. But I just remember the like pure joy of like the whole day. Like we, we went, went to my parents. Right. Your brother drove by. Do you remember that outside? He was like, "Hey guys!" Oh it my was God, so yeah. like happenstance. We were like, "We just got engaged," and we met our parents for a drink, and then we yeah. surprised everyone at the um, New Year's party, and it was so fun. And then you threw up Doritos. And then I threw up because I had so much champagne and not enough food. So I tried to eat Doritos and it didn't help. No, nope. At all. Nope. First few uh, first few hours of us being engaged and I was picking up Dorito. 
and you're still here. Oh, I love you. Yeah. We have a great relationship. You know, did I mean, like, we are continuing to grow as humans mm-hmm. and it's not easy. Marriage is a really funny construct that we decided as like humans to, to do. Uh-huh. Um, when, when I feel, when I think about us, I think about how we're like best friends. Mm-hmm. We're like buddies. We have a lot of fun together. We're always laughing. We're always talking in funny voices at our dog. We like yeah. a lot of the same stuff. We're just like quirky. Oh, we're super quirky. I also feel like like our relationship hasn't changed. Yeah. Like that's why when I say my husband, I feel really weird. Like I feel like I'm like playing a role because I'm yeah. like, what? Like that's so weird Like that we're like in a place in our life where we're married. Because to me, I feel like we're still so like figuring our lives out. We are and things are changing. But we just decided we wanted to do it together. Yeah. Yeah. The the fact that we're married, like, I don't know about you. I think a lot of people, when they think of something like a commitment, like marriage, it's terrifying to them. I don't feel afraid at all or nervous that we're married, that like anything could go wrong. Like, like being your husband is the, is, Ooh, almost got, I almost cramped on my foot. Oh my God. Being your husband is the easiest thing that I've ever done. I'm like holding a gun to your head right now. Say, Say nice it. things about me. Say it. <laughs> I really mean it though. Like, like the role of your husband is so natural for me. And um, I just feel like it doesn't, I, don't, I wouldn't rather be anything else. I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to describe. What'd you find, Penny? Find some tape? You're going to go run away with the tape? Now I got to go chase her? She's fine. Um, things lately, though, like, because I've been working more, I'm back to normal hours at, at my day job, and then I'm also trying to make this business happen. Um, I haven't been around as much, and I know that that's been hard on both of us. Um what are your thoughts on that? It's, I mean, it's just right now, I think we're both working a lot and we're limited in the things that we can go do for fun. So it's hard, you know, it's just a hard year, but obviously I love spending time with you, but we both have a lot on our plates right now. And that's one of the things when you are in a relationship or a part of a family and somebody has a lot going on, you just have to be there to support them and know that they're doing it to help. Sorry, Penny's making a terrifying sound. (laughs) You want to support them in achieving their goals and they're doing it for themselves, yes, but also because they have, like, your family in mind. Yeah. Um. So that was a really great answer. That was a really great political answer. Let me ask you this. What where what is one place in our relationship that you think that we could work on? Um I don't know. I know it's hard. I'm all but we're all about vulnerability on this podcast and you're our relationship is not perfect. I would say our relationship is better than any relationship that I've ever seen. Like, I'm very confident that we have a very healthy relationship, but that's not to say that there aren't 
areas for us to work on. So like when you think about where we're at right now, what mm-hmm. kinds of things do you think that would you what are let me put it this way, what kinds of things would you like to see um us work on together? Me work on, you work on whatever. I think again just actively always putting like making quality time a priority because it's hard for a lot of people and we're not an exception. No. Especially this year. I've been working later and you've been working all day and then you're working on um, coffee stuff. So it's not easy to always fit that time in. It's probably not, um, it's probably not ideal to have all these quirky coffee people floating around the house all the time too. People coming in and out for podcasts and, and meetings and cuppings. And I'm just like a home dweller. And I feel like whenever people are coming in and out, I just don't feel settled necessarily. Yeah. Which maybe sounds weird. I don't know. Not at but all. But it's like if I come home from a long day at work and I like throw my jammies on and it's like, oh, like, by the way couple people are coming over to do this and I'm like, ugh. Right, you can't, again, like, back to... You're not, like, totally feeling like you can be yourself or, like, veg out. Yeah. So... Or if you are vegging out, you feel weird about it. You feel, like, not lazy, but, but, like, on display. Yeah, on display, and I'll feel, like, rude for, like, not, like... I don't know, I go into, like, host mode, even though I shouldn't need to. Yeah, Yeah, and you're... like, should I, like be actively like striking up a convo with this person which you do you do that with kevin all the time like you you know you you chat with kevin and kevin's a chatty boy so your intention of being homey and and welcoming and saying like oh kev like what's up turns into kevin telling you some ridiculous sideways story about how he's a gypsy like Uh like that and that's kevin and we love kevin for that i always say kevin's a great um great person to have on the podcast because he um he he knows a lot of stuff and mm-hmm. he could definitely fill some space if you're like if you don't have a lot to say he'll fill it for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure i think it's just again like i've always i don't know i just like i don't know i don't know what it is about me that's like weird about that but that's okay that's something that it's just like a thing like that's like sometimes i'll just like hang in our room because i'm like I don't want to be forced to like chat with people. Like if I'm not in a social mood, it's like, and I have a really social job. So when I come home, I'm pretty much drained of like making small talk and that kind of stuff. Cause I'm constantly on all day. What's next for Kenzie Pfeiffer? Today? No, uh, yeah, today and then in general, like big big picture. Well, today I want to get all of our candy ready to rock and roll for the trick-or-treaters. Oh, yeah. Setting up a contactless candy table, keeping it COVID-friendly, people. <laughs> and maybe have some cider and just chill. I could get down with that. Other than that, what's next for me? I'm just looking forward to spending some time with our family, hopefully in the next few months in any capacity we can. And I'm looking forward to 
hopefully some changes in the just climate of like the world life right now. <laughs> I know. <sighs> it's what? Um I'm gonna make food because I had a very light breakfast and I'm starving. Um I'm excited to yeah, like to like lean into the Halloween spirit a little bit because you know I'll take any bit of festivity I can get right now. Mm-hmm. Um, my one of my goals for today was to not take myself so seriously, not feel like I had to actively do shit. Because mm-hmm. um, I have a laundry list of things that I feel like I have to do, but I just yeah. want to chill today. And I think this was a great way for us to be both productive and yeah this and was connect. fun yeah did you like it was it was it everything you dreamed it would be it, yeah it was really fun i also love the vibe in the basement that you and tyler set up yeah shout out coos it's really nice me and hannah podcast here too but yeah it was nice to like just reflect on some things and you know chit chat with my guy i know i could talk to you forever I love you. Good news, you can. Forever. (laughs) You love me too. Yes, I love you. Good. Well, thanks for coming Um, on the podcast. I'm trying to think of... uh, Okay, so final question. What's your jam? Oh, well, we were just talking about this. This week, it's the whole Positions album by Ariana Grande. Because my girl came out with a new record, and it is so good. I hear it slaps. There's like Mariah Carey vibes. I'm getting a little bit of like Amy Winehouse. It's very sexual. The whole album is about sex pretty much. But I'm like vibing with it. It's like a really, it's really fun and like different energy than the last album. Is the is the forward sexuality of, um, fe- like I, I feel like I'm seeing a, a, a more forward sexuality especially with ariana grande lately does it is it like very empowering as a woman i think so i just like a lot of the time like it's always been okay for guys to like sing about that kind of stuff and like i don't know it's it's like women like just taking back the power a little bit yeah because before like because it was a very male focused thing men could talk about sex in any capacity as a mm-hmm. singer or a rapper or whatever and women were the target of it whereas you get to flip the script on it a little bit mm-hmm. uh, I think that's really cool too and I, I gotta listen to it I haven't I haven't listened to much of it you showed me one of the songs 69 or well it's 34 35 34 plus 35 or is it just 34 yeah. 35 it's 34 plus 35 but too funny in the song she sings it like 34 35 nice yeah <laughs> Uh, and my jam this week is, uh, my jam this week is, um, the first two records by the used. I'm going back in time a little mm, bit and I'm, I'm getting, love that. getting emo. It's fucking great. Spooky. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, babe. I love you. I love you too. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Uh, don't forget to rate and subscribe and all that bullshit. And we'll see you next week. Peace. Bye.